Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to a new edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trana, and it is Wednesday, June 23rd. We are on our current summer schedule where we're coming to you three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and happy to have you with us here on this Wednesday. And highlighting today's show, I have an interview with current Giants linebacker Tay Crowder. Now, Tay recently held a football camp for um, for young children back in his home state of Georgia, and we talked a little bit about that. We talked a little bit about Tay's journey here to the NFL and his first season and expectations for the Giants defense moving forward. So really some good stuff coming up from Tay, which I'm going to air in just a moment. But first, want to give you guys a little quick heads up. On Friday's show, we're going to do a In Defense of Eli Manning. That's right. Now, for those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, um, recently Marcus Mosier, who is my uh, colleague over at Locked On Cowboys, had the gall. I mean, the absolute call to say that Eli Manning is overrated. And needless to say, that didn't go over very well with those who saw it. And I said, you know what, Marcus, let's have a little debate here about whether or not Eli Manning is overrated. And so thus an idea for a show was born and uh, we recruited another colleague of ours, Ross Jackson, who is the host of the Locked on Saints podcast. And he's going to kind of moderate it and keep it so that uh, so that Marcus and I don't end up killing each other on, on the air, as I'm sure this will probably be heated. So that's coming up on Friday's show. But first, let's jump right in now with my interview with Giants linebacker Tay Crowder. And Tay, let's start off with your journey to the NFL. I mean, you were the you were Mr. Irrelevant, and um, normally people don't expect much from Mr. Irrelevant, but you, of course, uh, worked hard, and you were able to actually get into the starting lineup for a little bit before you got injured last year for the Giants, so you went from being kind of Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Relevant. Can you just reflect a little bit on that journey and just what that was like for you to come in and, and be able to start as a rookie, especially as a, as a guy who was the last pick in the draft? Yeah, it's been a it's been a roller coaster for sure. Um, I'm I'm very blessed, you know, to be able to be in this position to even you know get the name Mr. Resident to be able to compete in the highest level as, as it is. And I mean, like I said, it's just a blessing, you know, to um, be able to go out and show what you can do and uh, just keep living the dream that I've always dreamed of. Now, Tay, what I found to be admirable on your part is, um, you know, a lot of rookies come in and they struggle to pick things up. And you, again, you don't really expect a whole lot of them, especially the lower draft that they are. But you came in and just seemed to pick things up pretty quickly. And like I said, you were you were starting before too long. And I'm just wondering, what is it about the defense, the defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, runs that just seemed to click with what it is you do the best? You know, it's really uh, unique. You know, the coaches, you know, hone down on being multiple. And that's just being able to run a lot of different things. And, um, you know, I just came in and locked in and uh, looked at the vets and just, just watched how they did things and tried to put it in my own perspective and just try to uh, go, go along how they do things there. And uh, it worked out for me. 
Did you have a teammate or two that kind of served as a mentor for you? I know last year, everybody was kind of learning the defense together since, you know, it was the first time with this coaching staff and whatnot. But did anybody in particular, one of the veterans, maybe stand out as a as a really good resource for you as you made the adjustment from college to the NFL? Uh, within my position, Blake Martinez definitely was someone who uh, just tried to see how he did things just from him being in the year for uh, five and six years, just saying I uh, went about everything and uh, was writing notes and different things like that. Now, Tay, I know the answer to this next question that, you know, you would give me, that any of your teammates would give me is everywhere. And the question, of course, is where do you want to take your game to the next level? And, and you know, I get it. You want to improve in every aspect. But realistically speaking, you know, you, you take the improvement in steps. And I'm just kind of wondering, you know, when you look at all the areas you want to improve in, and again, I get it, you want to improve in everything, but is there maybe one or two areas that just last year you look at yourself on tape and they were really bugged you enough to say, I got to get this fixed and this is going to be like a priority for me to get fixed for the coming year? Yeah, uh, so I definitely, one of my goals is to stay healthy. I definitely want to, I feel like I've done a, I've had the experience to play at the highest level. And um, I kind of know how, it's, I'm still learning, but I kind of know how, it's, it's, it's how it goes now, even though I'm still learning. And um, I feel like being a pro is, you know, watching what you eat and uh, staying healthy where you can stay on the field and help your team in whatever way you can. So, I'm really honing down on what I eat and what I put into my body and uh, how I uh, take care of my body. So that's one area I'm definitely honing honing down on and uh, just looking to be better at. Yeah, good point. Because I know with your situation last year, you were just starting to hit your stride and then you tweaked your hamstring. And if I'm not mistaken, you missed, uh, you actually landed on IR and we're gone for about three or three or four weeks or something like that. And that had to be an absolute punch in the gut for you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, that's, that's, that's a big, definitely a big reason why I'm honing in on what I eat and just how I take care of my body, what I need to do to, uh, you know, just be better in all areas. And I feel right. like with me, it starts with my body. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up with Giants linebacker Tay Crowder. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Use our special code LOCKED ON to sign up for an account and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKED ON at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trina, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. And with the NFL about to go on hiatus until the start of training camp, you can fill the days of summer with memories from my new book, The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. Covering every era from the Giants franchise's startup right through the most recently completed decade, The Big 50 New York Giants will give you an inside look at the most memorable names and events that have shaped the Giants franchise, many of the stories as told by the subjects themselves. The Big 50 is available in both paperback and electronic formats and can be found on Amazon, 
Barnes & Noble, and wherever else you find books for sale. Get your copy today, and thank you for your support. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to Locked On Giants with Patricia Trena. And we have much more with Tay Crowder, Giants inside linebacker on today's show, our guest. Uh, Before we get back to the interview, just a quick couple of news items that I want to just mention. Number one, I'm sure everybody's heard by now, but in case you have not, Eli Manning is returning to the Giants, but no, not as a quarterback. Eli is returning in a front office capacity. He's going to work with uh, business operations and fan engagement and It's going to be awesome having Eli back in the building, Um, even though he'll be behind the scenes. You know, he's just such a good ambassador for that team and always has been since the day he walked in the door. So the Giants creating a position for him, welcoming him him back on uh, earlier this week and just a tremendous, tremendous um, addition by the Giants and good. It's good to see Eli back. You know, I don't know how often we'll see him actually. Uh, in the forefront, because, you know, that's just not Eli's style to come out there and try to take center stage per se. But uh, one other thing Eli, though, is going to be doing, according to the press release the Giants sent out, is he's going to be involved with some lifestyle type of content development for Giants.com. And let me tell you, if you have not seen Eli Manning on social media, if you have not seen some of the videos he's done since he's retired, the dude's got a personality, man. He really does. And you know, I, I almost feel cheated that we haven't seen that personality um, for the 16 years he was here. But hey, I get why he didn't show it. Um, he was all about business. So, um, you know, but still, it'll be great to have Eli back. The other piece of news um, that I'll mention real quick before we get back to the interview with Tay Crowder, who in this segment will talk about his former Georgia teammates who now have joined the Giants, Aziz Ojulari, Andrew Thomas, um, Nate Ebner, who is currently a free agent. Um, he was on the Giants special teams last year, played a little bit on defense. He has withdrawn from the Olympics rugby team. He was trying to train and get ready to go to Tokyo for the Olympics this summer. And, um, Ebner put out a statement on Tuesday saying that he was withdrawing because he had had off-season surgery on an undisclosed injury that he said, you know, while his rehab was coming along and was on schedule, the schedule apparently doesn't align with his training and where he needs to be in terms of his rehab to qualify for the Olympic rugby team. So Nate Ebner, is not going to the Olympics. Um, he has withdrawn. And as I record this, he is still unsigned. But head coach Joe Judge earlier in the month did talk about Nate Abner, did express a desire to bring him back, said that, you know, he understood that Abner wanted to train for the Olympics in rugby, which was a sport that he was really into back in his college days. So uh, I would anticipate that, you know, Edner will be back on this roster. And of course, the Giants will have to make a a move um, to fit him on the 90-man roster. Um, I don't know when that transaction is going to take place, but I'm sure it's going to take place well before they report to training camp on July 27th. All right, Giant fans, let's get back to the interview with Giants inside linebacker Tate Crowder, who in this segment talks a little bit about his former Georgia teammates who have now joined him on the New York Giants. Give a listen. 
Now, Tay, last year you came to the Giants in a draft class that also brought Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, with you. He was the Giants' first-round pick, a guy you probably, uh, maybe indirectly more so, went against in practice, certainly saw him in practice a lot. This year the Giants added edge rusher Aziz Ojulari. Can you just talk about you know, playing with some of those guys, what they bring and what it's like for you to just kind of have some familiar faces with you on the Giants roster as you head into training camp? Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh, that's a, it's a, that's another blessing, you know, there to have guys that you played with before come to, you know, the, another big, one of the biggest stages with you. Uh, we can reflect off each other. We can push each other uh, when, we, when we're not having the best days. Uh, we can help each other learn and grow as, as a person on and off the field. So it's, it's great, you know, um, just seeing them achieve and accomplish their dreams and, you know, just keep working hard at it. It's, it's a blessing. Uh, he'll be great. You know, he, he's definitely going to come in and work hard and give it his all for sure. Okay. Well, obviously the coaches, are, I guess, are still kind of figuring out some of, uh, you know, what everybody's going to be able to do. And But I got to ask you, I, I want the inside scoop. Any plans to maybe haze Aziz just a tad, just because he's one of the new kids on the defense? <laughs> not necessarily, you know, whatever we do as a team, uh, that'll happen, but not personally, no. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm sure you'll think of something, and uh, I'm sure you'll go easy on him. He is a fellow teammate, a former dog, you know, from the Georgia Bulldogs days, so I, I can't imagine you'll go too hard on him. But, you know, let me get, just get back to the on-the-field um, aspect of it. When you have somebody on the field with you, potentially, now, I don't know how, obviously, everybody's going to line up or what Coach Graham has in store, but the thought of having somebody that you have played with before, I, I got to think, you know, it's kind of a reassuring, calming type of scenario, not just for you, but also for, for your teammate. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be great, you know, and whatever happens, you know, I hope it happens for the better, for the best for both of us. And uh, if that does play out to, you know, ever happen, it'll be uh, one of the best feelings. You know, it, it takes day by day, you know, we, we got to put our mind to what we want to be and uh, keep establishing the culture that we've built and uh, just hone on, hone in on that and just keep going. I think we'll, we'll shock people. And of course, you know, speaking of Coach Graham, I got to believe that you all are happy that he did not go anywhere in the offseason. Um, of course, he had the chance to interview for a head coaching job with the Jets and he withdrew from consideration. So I'm, I'm sure everybody on the Giants defense is thrilled with that. Yes, I was really happy. <laughs> I mean, as you continue to learn and grow under his direction there, were you just kind of amazed at how he just unlocked different things that you guys maybe either didn't know you could do or or maybe never even thought of doing and just kind of raised the level of, of play and, and uh, as quickly as he did? I mean, that I found to be the most amazing aspect of the job he did is just how he was so creative and and putting you know new plays in there the night before a game the morning of a game and just how you guys just took to it like you have been doing it all your lives oh no doubt you know just like you said creative is definitely the word for coach pg he's really creative and uh one thing that i love about him is he loves it you know he loves what he does 
that's that's probably what helps him be so creative with the game. Now, Tay, obviously the goal every year is to make the playoffs and, fingers crossed, get to the Super Bowl. At the same time, the message that the coaching staff kind of teaches everybody or stresses is let's get better one day at a time. Get, you know, maybe 1% better than we today than we were yesterday. With that said, how do you kind of just keep that all in perspective and, and not say, gosh, you know, I, I don't want to just improve by 1%. I want to improve by 90% so that I'm closer to maybe reaching that goal of making the playoffs and, and you know, becoming an all-pro or becoming, you know, the, the full-time starter or whatever the goal might be. How do you balance that with having patience in, in the process? It's very difficult. And I think that's uh, another thing that I want to work on and keep on trying to uh, get better at because – I'm still learning as a pro to, you know, trust the process. And I feel like with our organization, we we definitely hone in on that a lot just because that's, that's probably one of the truest things of the game. You got to trust the process. It's not going to happen in one game or two games or three games. You got to keep going and uh, take it one step at a time. Giant fans, we have more with Tay Crowder, our special guest. He is the New York Giants inside linebacker, and he is talking to us about the Giants, his journey, and coming up, he's going to be talking to us about the football camp he recently held for youth in his his home state of Georgia. But first, let me tell you about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar has nine amazing flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. Eating a delicious milk bar is like eating a candy bar minus the guilt, as most of their milk chocolate-covered bars have roughly about 17 grams of protein, about 130 to 150 calories, and roughly 4 grams of sugar, depending on the flavor you choose. Now, indulging on a low-carb, low-sugar treat has never tasted so good, and right now when you order at BuiltBar.com, you can save 15% when you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Giant fans, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trena, and my special guest today is New York Giants linebacker Tay Crowder. He is going into his second season. Last year, he was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the NFL draft out of Georgia, and he worked his way into the starting lineup playing alongside of Blake Martinez at inside linebacker, and he will, again, be competing to hold on to that position and contribute in whatever way the coaches deem fit for him in the Giants defense this particular year coming up. So let's get back to our discussion with Tay. And Tay, let's turn our attention now to your football camp. Now, that camp has already been held, and I'm assuming it's something that you may want to do on an, on an annual basis. So the next one won't be for another year yet. But let's talk a little bit about that. What gave you the idea, why you wanted to do it, and just, you know, kind of the structure and the message and, and what these kids came away with or what you think they came away with from your camp? I mean, since I was four years old, I started playing all sports, football, basketball, baseball, ETC. But I started in this area. You know, I, I started in this same community. So I've always, for some reason, just loved my community and wanted to give back if I could. And I feel like right now is the time where when I was a kid, four, five, six, so years old, I thought it was impossible to 
be on TV and make it to the next level and play at the highest, highest level just because I'm from one of the smallest towns around my area. And uh, I know I'm not the only kid who comes up thinking like that. And I've been blessed to be able to be in this, uh, be in this position where I can, where kids look up to me and stuff like that. So I feel like now is the time to show them that I did the same thing they were doing, you know, and it, and it is possible to make it to the next level and uh, pursue your dreams. Now, you, of course, come from a small community, Pine Mountain, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, that's that's great being able to give back to such a small community where you become a hero and, and someone that the kids can look up to. So, Tay, let's talk about the camp itself. I mean, was it strictly all football, just showing kids, you know, the finer points of playing football? Was it a combination of football activities and motivational speeches was it just you know a gathering with the kids where you just sat around and you had i don't know uh pizza or something like that what kind of structure was it and what were some of the things that you shared with these kids to to motivate them uh so it was the structure was around like i i um it was a day camp um from 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 10 to like 1 p.m um so I signed a few cards for the kids. They didn't see that part, but I signed a few cards, uh, signed a ball, and I uh, had a motivational uh, speaker who was a uh, chef. He spoke to, uh, actually spoke to me at Georgia, the University of Georgia at the time. And I just kept up with him. So he spoke for the kids. Uh, and we um, went from there. I, I gave him a few words, and then we just started to count. Uh, like a, a good bit of position position drills and um, stuff like that. Yeah, football movement, stuff like that. And that was the first time you did a, a football camp, right, under your name, not necessarily as a participant, correct? Yes, ma'am, and it was awesome. Glad I got to. What did I like most about it? Um, just being out there on the field with the kids, seeing them so happy and running around and just enjoying that stuff. Like, it was this great, great moment. Great vibes, like that's all you want to see is the kids having fun, and uh, and they were also working hard, so that was that was really good. Okay, fess up. Did you kind of go back a little bit to when you were a kid, maybe running around, having a good time, playing football, and just you know, not having a care in the world? <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably one of my biggest moments too. Just being out there and just like, dang, uh, I remember I was at camp like this. Tay, I always like to hear, you know, when a player does a, a football camp for youth, the message that they share with the participants, because, you know, everybody has basically the same kind of message about working hard and paying attention and doing right and whatnot. But what specifically did you have to say to these kids? Uh, just come out here and uh, have fun and work hard. You know? um, and I was just like, I'm very thankful for all of y'all coming out here today and uh, let's work just something small before we got going. And of course, you know, the message to them about working hard and having fun, certainly a message that you yourself followed in order to get to where you are today, correct? For sure. Um, you know, I try to lead by example. Uh, I try to lead by, you know, putting my story out there, just saying my, my whole journey. Uh, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, that name itself just shows uh, you can do it. You can do what you want to do if you put your mind to it and put the work in. 
I've got to ask, do you object to the title Mr. Irrelevant? I mean, when you when you first hear it, you think, oh, my God, that sounds so bad. But yet they make such a big deal about it. Yeah, I, I love it. You know, I, I mean, I, it's just something. It's another thing, another part of my journey. You know, I came into college as a, you know, a three-star running back. like, And I, I didn't really get a true shot at it. I had to switch positions and stuff like that. So I feel like if anybody could have got that name, it would have perfect for me. You mentioned the position switch from running back to linebacker in college. I mean, was that hard or was that something that you feel has just benefited you in your play now that you're a linebacker and that you can kind of get inside the running back's head, so to speak, and kind of anticipate what he may or may not do? You know, going through something like that, that journey was definitely, you have those days where it's really hard. I had to learn a whole new position, but, you know, growing up, I played almost every position so I wasn't I wasn't that new to it but it was very new especially being on a, as a D1 college on a, a high level SEC um I definitely had to, had those days it was very long and hard but I thank God and it worked out for the for the better for me and of course you know people might say this is a bit of a stretch but when you're asked to do something totally new that you're really not familiar with with having done before, like make a position position switch, that's kind of like a form of adversity. You know, I, I realize it's not, you know, like a, oh my God, life changing type of thing. But for some people, you know, when you've been doing something all your life or for the majority of your life one way, and now all of a sudden you're asked to do something totally different, you either sink or swim. And, you know, the only the strong shall survive, I guess. I guess they the strong shall swim. And I, I really uh, look at that as a as a big part of my life because that was a big turning point in my life where I was doing something I love and either I take full advantage of it or I just say, okay, I switch position and just go with it. But I wanted to, you know, take full advantage of it and it worked out for me, so. Well, good deal, Tay. Really happy it worked out for you. And listen, I appreciate the time today coming on the program to talk to me about the camp, to talk to you about your journey so far in the NFL. And Giant fans, that is going to do it for us today here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, we'll be back on Friday with a brand new show. Again, that show will be hosted by Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints. I will be on it. Marcus Mosier of Locked On Cowboys will be on it. And we're going to discuss exactly where this notion that Eli Manning is overrated that Marcus threw out there on Twitter came from. So it should be a fun show. It should be an interesting show. And hopefully, fingers crossed, nobody will get hurt in the process. So make sure you tune in. Until then, Giant fans, have a great rest of your day.